I know. Uh, no, I I don't know why, but I always lose track of it. It's like the three little buttons, and then you got to open it up for the options, and it always. Is this thing on? It says start recording. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's just, let's just get right to it. Let's screw let's screw screw the the Woody banter. Let's just get right to it with your Spider Man three let's go. dance, David. <laughs> You're doing an evil Peter Parker dance. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Mm, yeah, I don't need to see that. Okay. Anyways. Oh. Welcome to the Nerd Truck Podcast. <laughs> he keeps doing God, he keeps doing it. Damn. Uh, thank you for joining us, everybody. I'm Jeff. Uh, I'm here with David. Dance time. Woo, woo. And Phil. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, we're here. We are um, joined with a guest today. Welcome, JD, to the Nerd Truck Podcast. Yay. Thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully... Oh, actually, have you listened to any of ours in the past? I I have. Sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I, because I don't know, I have time to kill at work, so I I just decided, after volunteering myself, so like, let's listen to this. So, I listened to your episode. See what you're getting into? How much torture did you put yourself through? Yeah, which ones have you listened to? I listened to the one for the first motion picture, which... I, I I I honestly forgot how long that movie was. Just listen to the podcast. <laughs> it's been <laughs> eighty-four it years. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That sounds about right. Well, just that um, just that opening shot of the Enterprise was like thirty yeah. thirty-five minutes by itself. Ugh. <laughs> no, we are we are have excited to flashbacks. Have you with us? Um, so we are here. We're talking about. I think this is kind of like the 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 bastard stepchild of all the Star Trek films, even worse than motion picture, which is why I want, I'm glad that, that you're on, but we're here to talk about Star Trek five, the final frontier, um, originally released June 9th, uh, 1989. Um, so this is while next gen is going on there. Well, I think like two seasons in Yeah, this will be um, season two. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, they're doing that. Um, and you, you like this film. I love um, this which is film. Fine. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you do, which is awesome. This is like the um, best well, Let's start with. Oh. <laughs> Did I lose my connection? Let's start with JD. Let's start with JD. She's already on a run. Yeah, and she's the <laughs> one that's got this thing. So hey. No, absolutely. Um, well, let's do this though. What? Um, oh, let's let's do a little intro thing first. Yeah, yeah. Let's some people. Don't. So what? What got you into Star Trek? Um, I I, I was. Born a Vulcan, basically. Um, <laughs> like, like my mom, she she she's a huge Trekkie, has lots of feelings about Kirk. And as a child, oh. I had like pointed ears. They're less pointed now, but basically, I I had the Vulcan ears. And she would tell me this constantly, as <laughs> well as like questioning me, like random questions. So like, do you know what the T for J- in James T. Kirk stands for? So. I had no choice. <laughs> it was forced upon you. You were thrust into nice. greatness. <laughs> awesome. So what, um, what, se- like, do you have some favorite series, favorite episodes, or what, I mean, like, um, besides from your, your mom getting you into it, do, when did you start watching? I started watching, uh, probably on a whim in 2017. Okay. And I was, I always love telling people I, 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 I am really bad at this because it was back when it was still on Netflix. So 
I was talking to a friend. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to watch Star Trek from the beginning, like you guys did, except I started on Netflix. So I started with the pilot episode. So yeah. mm-hmm. after that, I was just all like, where, where is my Captain Pike? What, what happened to Pants? What, what's going on? <laughs> it's definitely kind of jarring like you watch that and if you don't know you're like wow so oh, like they had this crap. entire crew and then they changed the very next episode yeah yeah it was it was fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what are some of your favorite series or or who's your favorite captain my favorite captain is pike my okay. favorite captain has been pike since my first mistake <laughs> So the so one. then the follow-up question is, do you like New Pike better or Old Pike? I love Jeffrey Hunter with a passion. Yeah. Like, I was very reluctant about Anson Mount, who mm-hmm. is actually a very nice man. Like, I've met him multiple times at this point. And so, <laughs> like, I feel so bad that I was just all like, oh, I don't trust you. You're not Jeffrey Hunter. Yeah. You're like, you're a great guy, but... Eh. Yeah, so I know. You, so these are all interesting words. Work. Yeah. I don't know any of the differences in the pikes except for the first. <laughs> oh yeah, and and it'll be a long time before you do because yeah. you're gonna that until discovery. <laughs> yeah, and so we got a little road to travel to get back to Pike. Yeah, by but by, by the time we get to him and Discovery, I think uh, Strange New Worlds should be out by then. Uh, I would hope so. Probably <laughs> pending any COVID like, you never production know, delays yeah. of like seven years. Yeah, lockdown. It's fine. Probably. I know this is supposed to be like like a four week lockdown and we're like we're on month, you know, twenty six at this point. <laughs> um awesome. Well uh, it's you know, it's 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 always great to see when people kind of just get into Star Trek at like random times, you know, like the there's the people who because we had uh, Sabrina on for Star Trek three and she watched it from the original, and then we've got people who watch it from like came on during Enterprise, and other people watch it because of the you know of the J.J. Abrams films. So it's like it always brings someone on at some point. Yeah, yeah. it's into kind of people's personal timelines where they where they end up jumping in. So. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for for coming on. I I you know I'm I'm excited for this. So I'm 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 uh, I'm. Well, I was watching Star Trek Five, getting ready for this. I was like, I wonder what JD thinks about this, and like what you're going to bring up because I'm really curious. Uh, is this your favorite of the motion pictures? It is my favorite. Like, what is not to love? I don't know. Uh, Spock's family tree. It just looks like crazy town. That's all I know. <laughs> I love it. Like, it, it's very much on brand. Like. You know, even in in the original series, you have him just being like, oh, yeah, these random people, they're my parents. And then, you know, <laughs> in the fifth movie, you have him being like, oh, by the way, also have a brother. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Sarek is a total ass. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like oh, he's so human and hands it back and hands the baby back. <laughs> every 10 years, he likes to mention that he has a new family member. It's fine. No. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, don't say anything about my my i don't even know what you would call michael burnham stepsister yeah i don't know I guess. foster sister yeah foster sister sister i guess yeah or we don't she's not to be spoken of yet spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> she doesn't exist yeah it's classified we don't talk about it <laughs> um okay well actually before we get into that a little bit i wanted to talk too so you do you run an, an instagram called uh captain's table what do you do with it uh yeah so 
with the captain's table, I basically just decide, like, at one point I decided I, I wanted to be one of those people who, like, is involved in the fandom by doing stuff. Like, you guys do your podcast. I don't have the attention for doing weekly podcasts. So, for me, it's just all, like, I eat every day. I'm just going to cook something. <laughs> So I just started making Star Trek food because my favorite, one of my, well, yeah, my favorite series is Deep Space Nine, and they have just a weird array of, like, really great foods that just come up in conversations. So, like, you know what? I want to have a Ractagino. So (laughs) I made myself a Ractagino, and it kind of went from there. That's awesome. Right on. So do you tend to find recipes that are, are like, specifically mentioned, or do you just kind of, like, I... or do you are you like I see this and I'm gonna kind of make that as to like what I think it might be? I I try to go for things that are specifically mentioned, like with uh, lower decks. They've actually been very good about mentioning a food in just about every, every episode. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then like this past week, it was just all like, okay, they didn't mention anything. I guess I'm going to comb the background to see if there was food anywhere. <laughs> and I wound up like making poutine because it was there. <laughs> God, because, of, because they were on board the Vancouver. So of course. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I didn't connect that. I love that joke. <laughs> I want some poutine. That sounds really good now. It really was. It is. That's the best part about curling is you get all the amazing Canadian food. I should just take up that just for the food. See, I need a hobby that the food and the alcohol. That's like the number one things about curling. It's great. It is. So, so it's not the sport. It's it's oh, the sport's fun, but it's it's the social aspect and the food. Yeah, and drinks. It can't be social. I'm sorry. Yeah. For all of our listeners who had to also Google poutine. You don't know what poutine is? <laughs> poutine is an amazing Canadian national food. French fries, oh with cheese like curds, French fries, and cheese curds, and I, gravy. No, the moment you guys said it, I'm like, poutine? That sounds like a dirty word. Let me hold. Let me did you <laughs> did you spell it correctly in Google the first time, or did it have to correct you? Did you find porn? No, but I thought I was gonna. I thought I was about to be like, oh, guys, it's friggin' delicious. Are you kidding? It is delicious. It looks pretty good. I mean, it's French fries with stuff on top. You can't. It's like cheese fries, but with gravy. Yeah. 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 But it's so good. (laughs) Okay, sorry. (laughs) But I like that that we're educating David as as we go through this as well. One out of four of the people here needed to Google it, so I figure one out of our four listeners. For both those people, I wanted to make sure they knew what was happening. (laughs) Yeah, I think my dad knows what it is, so he's probably good. (laughs) I figure we have about eight listeners, so two of them are not going to know. Okay, so here's the here's the real question. Have you come up with a recipe for Leola root stew yet? I I haven't, oh, but um, because I'm planning something for Star Trek Day, which I guess will have happened by the time this comes out. Um, yeah, well, yeah, so, it's, it's in it's in minutes for you. Yeah, like <laughs> it's almost minutes. Give, give me a few minutes. It'll be yeah. happening. Um, <laughs> but I, I basically did a ten course meal. Oh my gosh. Based off of 10 different species and foods. So, <laughs> like, I did Klingon, uh, Heart of Targ. I did smoked salmon because I just wanted smoked salmon <laughs> for Earth. Like, I was <laughs> like, I made salmon. <laughs> mm, yeah. I made Rigova <laughs> eggs for Cardassia. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. 
I should have brewed up some canar or something. <laughs> Just pour it out and look at bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> that sounds really good now. All right. Well, All right, we got a movie, don't we? Let's dive right. in. Let's just to say, the Star fuck Trek are you guys talking like, about? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you just went bloop, bloop, bloop. I don't know, I don't know what know food what goes Yeah, because canar is so thick. It's like <laughs> it's like the most, it's just like as it pours out of the bottle. It's so gross. Okay. You'll find out when we get to DS9, probably. Yeah. All right. Let's do Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Uh, so of course, so we're, you know, we've, we've come off two, three, and four, which were the, the, we kind of closed that trilogy story arc. Um, five, I think is probably, I think for a lot of people, it's not the most favorite one. Um, and I'm, this is why I'm curious what, what, what David's going to think of it because David up until not too long ago, thought that there was only four films. So this is like bonus movies, bonus films. Um, <laughs> So I'm curious what, what he's going to bring up with this as well. So this is generally, this is kind of, I guess, if you're going to use the, the you know, like four is the whale one. This is the search for God, basically. Um, and Spock, yeah, his family tree screws up the universe again. Uh, so I, I it, it's not, uh, I, I have this weird affinity for this film. Like, I like it it's not my go-to like I'll go to like six or, or four probably, but I, I don't know, but I had this weird, I like this one in a weird way. If that makes sense. Does that make sense to anybody? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's God. It's one of those eternal burning questions that everybody has. I feel like that's the only way you've liked any of Star Trek so far, Jeff. (laughs) In a weird way. In a weird way. (laughs) Don't make this weird. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so this is, and it picks up right after Star Trek four. So yeah, the Enterprise A um, is—it's a hot mess. That's what it is. In shambles, because <laughs> um, they can't start and, a movie with a working ship. No, God. I know it's that like, doesn't seem to happen very often. Five, five <laughs> films—they've started with a POS Enterprise. Do you understand? That? Job security for Scotty—that's what it is. <laughs> this poor man. Apparently, he is the entire engineering. Like they have no crew, and he's mm-hmm. fixing literally the entire ship by hand. Well, it's got to be better than all those cadets he had in three or two. Which one did they have all the cadets in? Was that motion picture? Two. Two, yeah. But then he has has a skeleton crew when working. It's just he doesn't trust them. But it's supposed to be a brand new ship, right? Like at the end of the last one, they made it look like this brand new ship came over the horizon that they had just built for him. No, it's a retro. It's a retrofit. They found some other junker ship. and decided to give him a fix-up shit. What the? F- yeah, the <laughs> A is a retrofit. They just of saved what? Earth and like it's the a entire Constitution class retrofit. Oh, so it's like they took the original Enterprise and 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 refit it for one and two. It's like that, but a different ship. Yeah, so they they took the original Enterprise but updated it and made it look shiny and gave it that new ship smell. But no. really, it's just an old junker Constitution class. Yeah. And, they did, and then they just threw a label on it to make it and the Enterprise. they called it the Enterprise A. Yeah. It's like yeah. the equivalent of we got you a new car. Oh, no, never mind. It's this used one from it's, this rental car company. Here you go. It's, like, new, <laughs> it's new to you. It's new to you. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, what's, uh, JD, what, what, what makes this your favorite one? Um, you mean beyond just the sheer, like, TOS level campiness of the plot and... <laughs> 
the <laughs> epic one-liners. <laughs> like, this is probably the most quotable film to me. <laughs> there are some good lines in this. I'll admit so, that. I have, I have another question that just occurred to me. You said that this is supposed to happen right after four. How did Chekhov go from commander to captain so damn fast? He, he was lying. He was lying, yeah. He's pretending he, he to be a, captain of the Enterprise. That makes sense. You, <laughs> <laughs> just like Cybok, you, you believed it. <laughs> so, hey, it worked. He was very convincing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that cracks me up. Uh, all right. So, okay, so yes, the general plot of five is um, they're, all, they're on kind of shore leave. Um, they're, they're fixing up the Enterprise, and then this emergency happens on Nimbus 3, which is where oh, you, you get all of your... You can't your, leave uh, out 20 minutes of watching three grown men sing Row, Row, Row Your Boat Around a Fire. No, I'm giving yeah, you a I, I went skip, 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 skip a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here. I, I wanted to text you guys and be like, we're half hour into this movie, and I'm watching Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Mm-hmm. What the hell have you done to me? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, mm-hmm. it starts with, with, with Kirk, McCoy, Spock are in Yosemite. Uh, uh, Kirk is, is trying to scale El, El Capitan. El Cap. Um, why not? And of course, and yeah, so it's them, but I think this is kind of like the, you know, after two, three and four, they're kind of, you know, Spock is essentially back to square one, sort of. He is like, he's like 95% there again. Ish. Yeah. Except for that part, leaving out about having a brother. But like he says, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to discuss things of a personal nature. Because Vulcans, uh, Vulcans don't, don't tell you shit. But still, when you, still, when you see him on the view screen, you don't turn around and go, oh, shit, that's my brother. <laughs> I mean, he stared at it for a while. <laughs> True. He did. Yeah, but but then he, he kind of played it off. He's like, oh, there was this Vulcan that was kicked off because he wanted to be with his emotions. But he still doesn't mention that it's his brother for, yeah. for like a long time. He's like, Mr. Spock, you look like you've seen a ghost. He's like, I uh, kind of have. Yeah. yeah, this guy kind of knew from school. It's fine. <laughs> when I was a kid, he was we used to be really neighbor. close. Now, nah, not so he's long. a friend from work. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Um, but yeah, so we we learn Cybok is yeah he's a son of Sarek, but not of uh, Amanda. Not of Amanda. Um, and what's funny too, so um, because apparently like. Whenever I watch a film, especially a Star Trek film, getting ready for these, I, I become an expert on that film in all of like 30 minutes because I, <laughs> I dive through the IMDb, like, you know, uh, facts and all that. So the actor who played Cybok, Lawrence Luckinbill, okay. um, he is at, at this time, he was married to the daughter of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. So is that how he got the gig? Well, I don't think so. I think he actually auditioned. Yeah, he got the gig because Sean Connery wasn't available. Yes. Aww. Sir Shakari. Damn. We could have had Sean Connery. That would have been good. <laughs> Spock. You're my brother, Spock. Exactly. <laughs> Which part of Vulcan is Scottish? Take us down, Mr. Spock. <laughs> A great Scottish Vulcan. That would have been amazing. That would have been awesome. That would have been so epic. This would have been great. Um, but yeah, no, he, so yeah, he's the daughter, uh, son-in-law of, 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 uh, Lucio Ball and Desi Arnaz, which of course got Star Trek started, but then he's Shet also. Shet cost for the great barrier. 
Sorry, I can't resist. You bad Sean Connery. Well, that's that's where they got the name Shakari is because it was going to be Sean Connery. Shakari. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? No, I'm oh, serious. The name stuff cracks me up. Wow, um, that's awesome. So then, but he's also so the actor Lawrence Luckenbill. He's the uncle of the Wachowski siblings, the one who did did the Matrix and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's yeah. which is like oh, it's. Okay. It's such a small world sometimes, like with all of, you know, Hollywood and entertainment, like someone knows somebody. Yeah. That was yeah. interesting. That's my fun fact. Yay. Thank all you. right. I hate you guys so much. I'm still not going to get over Sean Connery, so it might be a while. <laughs> I'm just going to throw in a random Scottish accent. It's, it's one of the he, only impressions I can do. Uh, he just turned 90. What? Yeah. All right. Holy crap. Yeah. All right. So, yes. So we've okay, got sorry. everyone's on shore leave. This emergency happens. And I like how they they um, when they say or Kirk even says, isn't there another ship? Because we, we're in you know, like shit shape. And he goes, oh, yeah, there's <laughs> another ship. But I want an experienced commander because, you know, typically the Enterprise is the only ship in the quadrant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is a little different. But really, who's going to be like, oh, we want that POS junkie with the good driver to go do it instead of this brand new one. <laughs> that maybe mm-hmm. has somebody a little green because I don't know in my logical mind take the one from the shitty ship and put him on the good ship and send him away <laughs> that would <laughs> be apparently too easy that makes and we too wouldn't much, get yeah, a motion picture out of it that makes too much sense for Starfleet <laughs> well and they, they actually use some of that footage I think from 4 so you see the Excelsior when the, when the ships are still in the Starbase mm-hmm. yeah. you see the Excelsior right there so there's a ship right there yeah, all those all those externals and of the starbase and everything, it's all reused footage. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that too. Uh, J- JD, what are some of your favorite lines from this? Since this is your more quotable one. Um, trying to see because I don't want to like take lines from the novelization, which I have also read. I'm really dedicated to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Man, to say I just watched this like 20 minutes ago, I cannot think of anything. Oh, <laughs> what does God need with a starship? Oh, yeah, that's one of the best lines. What does God need with a starship? Mm-hmm. Uh, that and not in front of the Klingons. Yeah, <laughs> like that. yeah, yeah, when they go to hug. Not Those are good. Um, yeah, so we get a lot of, yeah, so they're, they're coming back. So they're, they're sent on this mission to Nimbus 3, um, which is where I get my my flying brooms. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so Cloud I guess this planet. Is, yeah. So this is what this is the the planet of galactic peace where there's a Klingon Romulan and a uh, Earth ambassador to do what there. I don't know what, what's their point of being there. Galactic uh, Switzerland. It, it's basically <laughs> that um, they are there because it's the neutral zone. You know, you're supposed to send people to be like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna make peace. But with like Cord, he's washed up. With Sinjin, yeah. uh, <laughs> he also is washed up. He's like witnessed some stuff. He's no good. He's kind of a drunk. And then the Roman was just all like, "We want to get rid of this chick." So they <laughs> sent her to Nimbus. Ship her off. <laughs> I know. I just feel bad. It. This must be like the worst posting of the intergalactic UN ever. Oh, yeah, it's just like in the military. When you get orders to go to North Dakota, to Minot, North Dakota, that's like the armpit of everything. Cause it's freezing-ass cold, and everybody hates it Nothing ever happens there. there. Yeah. yeah. Everybody hates it. Yeah. It's like where your career goes to die. 
No offense to anybody that's at Minot. <laughs> Which I would imagine in Starfleet, being stationed at Earth would almost be kind of that thing. Like, it's, yeah, like it's <laughs> home, explorers. It's the the middle of home where you know nothing's going to happen, most likely. You just have to stand around and guard it. (laughs) Until the the Borg (laughs) show up or V'ger Until the Borg show up. Yeah, until that stuff. Um, No, but it's interesting because this is definitely a very, like, cantina vibe. Like, it's dirty. There's like a... There's a dude. So this is before total... on the bar. Are you kidding? A three-breasted cat. This is is before Total Recall came out. So, so Total Recall copied Star Trek. Is that what we're saying? Yes, yes, it is. We just well, don't which one to, came out? Get you sure, this came out before get... because it was '89. What time did when did Total Recall come out? Like '91. Oh. Which that shocked me too. I, like I know you guys said TNG was already in place, but I was like, holy cow, this looks like really good footage. So I looked up. Yeah, I was like, it came out in '89. I'm like, when the fuck did Six come out? Oh my god, '91. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for two years. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, Six came out in what season? Like four. Or yeah. five of T and G, mm-hmm. yeah, and and which is interesting too because so these are both going on at the same time, and a lot of people were like, oh, fans are going to get confused of like there's a TV show and I'm like, yeah, but it's not that hard to, I mean, people are smart, um, yeah. but then a lot of people because so this one did okay at the box office, um, uh-huh. but some people said like, oh, it's because of T and G, it like took fans. I'm like, no, maybe it just wasn't a good film or as as good of a film. Sorry, JD. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna feel bad like, if I should talk this film. They had to do a bunch of stuff to like, cut the budget, and then it only the budget was still over thirty million dollars for this film, and it only made sixty million at the box office. So it's all its money. Yeah. yeah. Like I know this film. It's like I said. It's it's TOS level camp in a movie that isn't you know like five and a half hours. <laughs> It kind of is it, it it to me it was very reminiscent of an old episode um in that you, you probably could have shrunk it down there's not a lot of plot going on um but it is more personal there's a, a lot of camp and there's camping literally somebody <laughs> Yeah, isn't the, it basically an episode? It was that one from TAS where they go to the center of the universe and like meet <laughs> Lucifer or whatever. They really yeah. literally just redid an episode. At least for the last half of the movie. And that's kind of the vibe, too, is that, I mean, it's supposed to be this big, this great barrier, and they, they talk it up, and they, they easily cruise through it. Like, there's no issues going through yeah. the, the great barrier. Just nobody else chose to. I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, it was a TAS episode. That's, what, the the magic of Megas 2? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it ended up feeling like a recast episode because there were so many changes to the script and the storyline in this. Because originally they were supposed to go and they're in search of God, but they end up finding like the devil. So, mm-hmm. and that got kind of nixed by the studio and everything. And they were like, mm, we need to rewrite this a bit. Well, but I think wasn't Roddenberry trying to make something similar to that for a long time, like with phase two and then some of the other projects, he wanted them to go find God. But then of course, you know, religion on TV or films doesn't always go over well and they didn't want to offend anybody. So that like, they kind of play with it for a while. I don't know how much involvement Roddenberry had at this point because he was working on TNG. Oh. Yeah. Cause Shatner directed this one and he has a credit for the story as well. I mean, him, I Harv feel, Bennett and David Lowry. I feel Roddenberry had a little bit of a something because he is the only one who will put a three breasted anything on <laughs> 
I don't know. I don't leave much up to William Shatner, so we'll see. Well, I just remember he wanted like Deanna Troy to have three boobs, and they were like, "No, that's ridiculous." <laughs> yeah, Roddenberry was he at least from what I've read about him, he was into some. I mean, because he was he was part of the reason why he always said Shatner had to have a shaven chest. Like, there's no chest hair in the future. Apparently, I don't know. It was some weird ideas, man. It's almost like cult kind of stuff. Like, does he get his own planet when he dies too? Like, I don't know. well, like like Scientology. Or not or that I'm offending Scientology. Yeah. To us, I don't. <laughs> Please. Just well, saying. Whatever. Yeah. No one listens to us. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, but it, I think it had a good plot. Like there was definitely that. Um, and and I don't see. It's hard too because I don't want to shit on Shatner um, too much. <laughs> I don't want to shit on the any more, than, any more than we normally do. Um, you know, but you know, being a director, there's not there's some some of it's out of his control. But I also know that between him and Nimoy, they had these like dueling contracts where basically they said if the other person gets a raise or something, then then like if Nimoy got something, then Shatner got it, or if Shatner got something, then mm. Nimoy got it. Like yeah. they had these like I, uh, uh contracts where they had to meet each other's like Sam. So, so Nimoy got to direct a film. So that means that Shatner got to as well. And yeah. only it's completely on him. Cause he had some ideas for the film too. Like there were supposed to be rock monsters later on towards the end, but then budget issues. And they were like, Nope, we're not doing that. Rock monster. No, that doesn't work the same. Sorry. It doesn't work the same. <laughs> B-52 fans will get it. Oh, <laughs> you're so old. I know. I know. It sucks. Um, if it um, makes me feel better, I got it. Yay! Oh. Well, I think, and and you're younger than us, right? Because we're all old. I, I probably am. I will be 29 next month. I would well, be 29 again. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to stop it. That's next month. That's okay. I'm I'm 38, so you're yeah. We're we're definitely old. Uh, um. So I mean, I don't think Shatner gets like a lot of the negativity for this. I think it's just kind of is what it is. Um. Yeah, I think the story itself, I don't know. it, But that's the thing. It was a decent plot. I mean, why not go search for God? But, like, well, let me ask, you know, David, what, what, um, did did you like this one? Or what's your thoughts on this one? That's, well, I was going to so say, I, so when I finished watching it, I liked half of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I liked maybe the last half. Once they find the weird dude and he sends them off towards this great barrier, I actually kind of liked almost everything after that. Um, but up until that, it was a tough swallow. So the like 30 minutes of being in Yosemite and the ship is falling apart. Yeah, yeah. I was, I just felt like that was not only unnecessary, but it didn't add anything to the storyline. You know, like I said, there are now five movies in and the thing's falling apart. No, this is the one where you give them a good ship that does what it is and then throw something really big at them. And, and they literally threw the idea of God at them and like did it on a POS. It's not... <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the ship being broken is used of, uh, as like, oh, this is why we can't transport down. You have to use a shuttle or like no. it's, like that's part of the plot is why they can't do some things. No, yeah, and it's a little bit of lazy writing. Because you could even have like it be a brand new ship and be like, oh, it's still a little temperamental. We haven't worked out all the kinks yet or something. But mm. I it just like I after, it's kind of funny. And that's probably the part everybody hates is after the guy like convinces them to go. I kind of like box. when he shows up and he starts 
freeing their minds and releasing them from fear. And then they're like, well, let's go into the great unknown and into this barrier and find God. Let's do it. Like into the unknown, into the unknown. I'm kind of with you. I, I'm kind of with you too. As, as much as I, I enjoy, cause I think definitely the first 30 minutes with them camping is, you know, we're trying to get, you know, cause again, they're the, the main, you know, friends of the whole show. That's what kind of, they're the main characters. And I get that we're trying to have that, but it doesn't really move the plot for me as much. I, I definitely like it once they get to, to Nimbus 3 and things kind of get moving more. I like that stuff. Yeah, you could have taken the yeah. like half hour that they did that and munch it down into about five minutes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it didn't need Seriously. to be a whole huge thing. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. I mean, in general, I liked it. It was not as good as 4. I would probably put it on par with what I liked for 3. Um, I will say it was better than 2 and everybody can fight me. So, because <laughs> I definitely a staunch anti Wrath of Condor now <laughs> that I'm. I am too. Hey. Yeah, really? <laughs> you found a kindred spirit. How about that? Well, I'm curious though, J- JD. Then, what is your what's your film rankings then? Out of all six. Um. See, I want to say Wrath of Con is at the. You know what? Uh, you know it's a tie <laughs> for the bottom between one and two. <laughs> Okay. And then before, after that, I'd have to say, oh, which one is the weird frozen prison wasteland six. thing? Six. That sounds yeah. like six because I have it's the only one I haven't seen. Yeah, <laughs> and six. Then you kind of have to go in order from that point because it's like two and three. Those go hand in hand. Whale movie, it is what it is. Whale <laughs> <laughs> movie, interesting. I'm always, I'm always interested by, by what people either like or don't like for for whatever reasons. Yeah, that's cool. Um, okay, so yeah, so so Cybox shows up and he has his little army on Nimbus Three, which is in the neutral zone. Um, did they specify which neutral zone? I'm guessing no. the Klingon one, right? It, it's a neutral zone. I guess it's like somewhere between. Klingon space, Romulan space, and Federation space, seeing how, like, all three are there. Yeah. And this, I think this is the first time we see a Romulan in the films, right? I think so. Uh, yeah. I want to yeah. say so, yeah. Even though Savick was supposed to be half Vulcan, half Romulan, but they don't, but they don't ever mention it. Um, but yeah, this is the first time. And it's interesting, too, because people do, when, when a, a Picard came out, they gave so much shit for like having, there was like, like an Irish Romulan. <laughs> but if you go back to five, you're like, well, she's not a white Romulan. Like, yeah. There's it's, different ethnicities. There's, there's of Romulan regional and Klingon stuff just like we have now. Yeah. yeah I, I love like, that people are bothered by like the Irish Romulan when we have an English Frenchman. And that's probably the most offensive thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's not the most French Frenchman. <laughs> It's not exactly yeah. the most Scottish Scotty either, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or Russian Chekhov. Or Russian Chekhov, yeah. Um, no, but it, it, it's interesting too because it's, it's just like characters and species have changed over the years. Obviously, the, the, the Klingons probably are the biggest ones. Yeah. Um, they've changed. Um, so, no, it's just weird like what – you know, and then people complain about Michael Burnham and you're like, yeah, but have you ever seen five? Like they just – after what – 20 years of Trek, they're like, oh, by the way, he has a brother. Yeah. Hello. 
Like, so I, uh, what now? Out of nowhere. Say what? Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. So Cyborg has this cult, and he's, like, freeing people of their pain. Um, the galactic army of light. <laughs> right? <laughs> I might join that, though. That, that They seem fun. It sounds like a great band name, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> the name of my new alt-rock cover band. The Galactic Army of Light. I might do that. That'd be awesome. Um, so yeah, so uh, so the so the Enterprise is sent there. They try to rescue them, and of course, it was all a ploy. Cyborg has everyone under the con- their control. Um, let's talk about uh, Uhura's uh, sexy dance. Oh mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> dancing in the moonlight. Um, the I, double the double moon. That was actually really that was actually really cool effect with the binary scene. system. I. Yeah, I don't know how to go from there. I mean, I, JD, what are your thoughts about that one? As our guest, I'll start with you. I, I, I always wonder: was she originally on the shuttle pod? Like, how did she? Like, I could have sworn every time I watched this, like I could have sworn we left her on the ship. Kirk decided, yeah. oh, I see those guys, and then suddenly she is there. She is naked. No one cares. <laughs> and has two palm fronds. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't see her getting in uh, like because he leaves the bridge and he grabs a Sulu, but he doesn't grab her. Yeah. Um, and then I I felt like they were just trying to give her something to do because especially as the films go on, uh, th- those three check off Sulu and Ohura just don't do a lot as characters. Um, Scotty kind of gets tossed around a bit, but yeah, I I felt like they tried to give her something to do, but I just um, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, I it was. Kind of, I was funny enough. I I was looking at the background and the effects more than I was uh, her Ahura dancing. Yeah, I was like, oh, they have two moons. That's so cool. <laughs> and then I was thinking, I was like, oh, what would it be to like look up at the sky and see two moons? <laughs> and then by the time I got out of my little haze, there it was over. So dork. I yeah, I know. I what, know. What can I well, say? and then and she sang, and then I think they dubbed her over, so it wasn't even her singing. I think. It, right? Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out because all the times she sang on the original series, it sounded different to me. So I was yeah, like, I think they okay, dubbed her it's, over. It's got to be just yeah, something dubbed in. Yeah. Um. So of course they do this to steal horses. So they they get all that. So they there's a good fight scene. To, so to, to my knowledge, no one dies in that whole raid. Yeah, there's some great explosions, but I didn't see anybody die. So I mean, debatable if the Cation go-go dancer lived, but beyond her. Mm-hmm. I know Kirk. <laughs> Kirk threw her into a tank, and she yeah, kind of passed just... out. I was like, I don't think she he threw you that hard. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The line though, that when they're sitting there in the middle of the courtyard, or whatever you want to call it, and Spock is scanning, trying to figure out where everybody's at, and he tells, he goes, "Hold your horse, Jim." <laughs> <laughs> and they're literally both on. I was like, oh, that's he's great. Literally holding a horse. But he's just, yeah, instead of hold your horses, he's hold your horse. <laughs> well, and, and I just, because he gives it in, in the most like Spock way where he doesn't actually mean it. Like he he's literally saying. Yeah, he's literally hold saying, your horse. here, hold your horse. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, it being a Shatner movie, I'm figuring, because Shatner's a big horse guy. Yeah. But, you know, they got to get horses in there somewhere. But Sulu's kind of a badass in this. He's like rolling off a horse and shooting stuff. Mm hmm. Yeah, that that whole scene in there was pretty good. I was like, all right, we get some gunslinging western feel kind of guys riding in on horses and like storming the gates. I was like, oh, okay, I'm down with this. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, and then also to kind of throw some stuff in there. So there's also a Klingon ship that is just apparently these Klingons just like to randomly like, hey, let's go attack Kirk. Like with no, they, they don't get authorization from their their government. They just decide to go do this. Yeah, apparently everybody and their brother knows who's Kirk is if you're Klingon. He's kind of enemy number one, I think, for the Klingons. I guess. Right? I guess he's like the most well-known, so that makes him automatically like, hey, let's try and kill him so we can gain some glory and honor. Yeah. I don't know. Sounds about right. I don't know. Um, okay, so they meet Cybok. Um, we get that. he Obviously, he wants to. Tr- he, he needs the ship to go to the center of the galaxy to find God. Um, so why don't we do this? Um, since Cybok has just got them, um, let's end it here for part one. Uh, and we'll pick back up when Cybok kind of takes over the ship and we'll go from there. Um, awesome. So let's do this. Uh, JD, why don't you plug your social media stuff and then we'll come back for part two. All right. Um, you could find me on Instagram at underscore, uh, the captain's table. Like that, that's it. Underscore the captain's table awesome go check it out you've got some good recipes um I, god i want some uh, uh that's fun uh, a poutine now <laughs> in, in my life. um all right so um what else do we do do we plug our own stuff on the part one i don't remember yeah. do we do that well, not usually not usually all right all right that's it for part one. Come back for part two of Star Trek five and we'll discuss more of cyborg and i want to get more into how he gets them under his control because I'm still a little iffy on that. But let's yeah, the brainwashing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm still a little iffy on that. So let's say that for part two. Uh, thanks for listening, uh, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye, everybody. See ya.